You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Cheers and welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. My name is Julia and next to me I have the wonderful, beautiful, magical Eva Eslander. Well, thank you for that very flattering introduction. <laughs> We are sitting here on Julia's couch once again, this time holding crystals with three, five, four, eight, nine different bowls of chocolate and three bottles of wine. No, not really. But um, no, we just had a lovely dinner and we did have some wine. Not that much though, but we, uh, we were just chatting and we thought, hey, you know, why not do a second round of deep and light talks with Julia and Ava? Uh, we did one of these uh, episodes this past summer and just kind of like going very deep and then simultaneously also just going very shallow. So talking about everything between the sky and, and the earth. So yeah, let's dive into it. Yeah, I think this one was one of my favorites, actually, because it really, probably also because we had a glass of wine over the first one, and um, it gives us kind of an opportunity also to just, you know, show you who we are behind the mic, because um, I feel like sometimes we go quite deep and... Even though we are very spiritual and we have the practice, you know, um, off the podcast, um, we are not maybe always just talking about aliens and angels and meditation and healing. But we're very, we, we are two very normal women who enjoy their wine and enjoy their chocolate and food and, you know, Eva is now getting harassed by my dog again, as usual, so, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a, a sink between the mundane and the celestial things. Um, I think Julia put it so beautifully in one of our episodes when we were talking about, we were kind of talking about, you know, in the spiritual community, there's often a lot of talk about um, higher consciousness and channeling and tapping into source and getting, you know, all these downloads from other realms, other dimensions, if you may, but also, you know, to really embody your body, your God-given vessel, which is, you know, your flesh and bone, what makes you, you. So having that balance between these, these realms, I mean, some talk about like 3D and 5D, I know for some, again, those, even those, um, words might be, or there's those names might be like triggering. It's kind of like, what is 5d? That's not even real, but, but, uh, like kind of like a yin and yang, a dive into shallows like and depths. The, the, yeah. the, the dimensions are like perceptions. Mm -hmm. We're all experiencing life through our own perception yeah. and, that can be translated to, you know, a dimension, so to say, if you want to say it that way. But it's, um, you know, you are entitled to your own perception still. And your Go perception on. is your reality. Right. 
always. So whatever, you know, lenses, glasses you're wearing, that's your truth. Um, All right. So kind of starting off on the shallow side, um, how are you doing, Julia, in in life right now? When we look about, (laughs) when we we look at like, look at life, like from a 3D perspective, like how's work, how's life, what's happening in Julia's world on a 3D, I'm not asking like a deep 5D question, like just a, how are you doing? How's life? Thank you. Thank you for asking me that question. It's a good one. Um, I am doing, let me think. Usually I always just say I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, like anyone does. Kind of like autopilot. Yeah. Because that's definitely part of my, um, part of my everyday life. I do a lot of autopilot things every day. I am doing, in my own opinion, I'm doing good. I'm doing better than last year. But I also see a lot of, you know, labels and patterns. I feel like this is so not treaty right now, but still. Um, I see a lot of labels and patterns in myself that I have to look at and, uh, you know, sense into and at some point let go of because... um, in the beginning of 2020, I had so many, you know, you, you go into the new year and you have so many plans and you're so excited and you have, you know, things that you want to manifest. And then, um, you know, you start to feel resistance towards the things that you want because you don't feel good enough. And it was really easy for me to start to go in to, you know, the new me. One, like, because I was also in another country. So it felt like I wasn't bound to the labels that I identified myself with back at home in Finland. I just want to say here for the, for those of you who have not listened to our previous episodes. For, so beginning of last year, 2020, Julia was traveling for about three months in Bali. In Australia. Yeah. Thank you for that. Sorry. So just a side note. Yeah. Keep going. So being in Bali slash Australia gave me, you know, the kind of the space just to re-identify myself as something new. But then when I was in a way forced to go back home, I kind of fell back into, you know, my, my old labels and that's fully okay. But there was also like this, you know, comfort zone that felt good to go back to you know I am a yoga teacher and I am (laughs) bless you (laughs) bless you (laughs) um I am a yoga teacher and I teach yoga classes I teach weekly yoga class and it was you know I had all these plans of expanding myself but I I didn't get to it I just didn't get to it. So um, this year I'm definitely looking at my energy and resistance around the things that I want. And uh, I think resistance has been the absolutely greatest teacher for me lately. Um, You know, when you resist resistance, (laughs) it 
kind of creates this double resistance, obviously, double, double trouble around something, but I feel like I need to really dip my toes into the see a resistance and look at myself in the mirror fully and see what kind of blocks I have around fully stepping into my my you know leadership because I'm I feel like I'm I I'm here on a mission together with you together with Salford Circle I really want to step into those shoes and not just be teaching weekly yoga classes even though I love it but uh, once a week is just enough for me mm -hmm. but there is something else really calling to me now and I I'm going there now well first of all I just want to say something like I asked you about like hey how's Julia doing on the 3d, 3D level yeah, and we I got know. a 5d answer but the the thing with that is it's perfect and beautiful because you know what I wanted to say to you Julia um you're such an old soul like it's um it's really beautiful to witness and it's sometimes when you like kind of like talk down on yourself be even silly things like oh I feel silly like talking to my Instagram video I, I remember a few episodes back you were kind of saying that how you feel insecure about whatever, like posting on your Instagram. And I feel like you always have something so smart to say and you're so wise for your age. And you know, wisdom is something that you can't really get from a book. Like we can all read a bunch of spiritual self-help books and think that we know it all. But I think with you, what I really appreciate and admire in you is the wisdom. And that's not, you know, you, you it's, it's, and I see that's like, that's why you're an old soul. Like, I'm on this 3D plane. I'm older than you, but I don't feel older than you, like, on a deeper level because you're so wise. So I just want to say that I really appreciate and, and I admire that in you. And, uh, and I feel like appreciation and gratitude um, are two huge things that I need to cultivate more this year. Um, and um, yeah, I, I just feel, I'm just jumping into kind of like asking myself that question. How are you doing, Eva? <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, so, I did ask it no, in my mind though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, again, I'm doing like fine. I'm good on the 3D. I'm still kind of like my... My 3D Ava is bitching and crying about the darkness and the cold weather in Finland. Um, but then on that deeper, deeper level, I'm like the appreciation and gratitude are the practices that I need to start cultivating. And um, there's so much things, so many things, so many people to be grateful for. And when you start to really appreciate the things that are working in your life, you know, when you start kind of counting your blessings instead of focusing on the things that don't work, you really do attract more of the things that do work. And it's, I, I understand it's, it's hard and we've all had really horrible things that have happened, or if you haven't, lucky you, but you will get them because life is, <laughs> it's not just a, 
walk in the park. That's the funny thing with life. We'll we'll get disappointed and be faced with challenges and thrown with curveballs and and we need to navigate life, you know, and what's really really helpful is when you do have a spiritual practice is you can turn into these different practices like appreciation and gratitude and faith. And that's what I'm feeling that we need um, more of right now, especially last year, even this year. I mean, let's be real. It's not going to be 2021 and and we're going to just shift gears and all of a sudden 2020 didn't happen and everything's going to be back to normal. Unfortunately, I do feel... um, it's not that simple and on a deeper level we probably all know that too it's not just going to be back to how it used to be so to have these tools to have these practices and to have faith is crucial it's crucial Mm. thank you for that it's beautiful to to listen, you know, we have amazing guests on this podcast and I sometimes forget how, you know, potent and wise you and I, we both can be together. And as you said, faith, I think, you know, when we go through difficulties and when we experience turmoil in our own life, that's always like the place when I really get, you know, challenged, but yet I always come back to my own faith. And when you go through something really challenging and when you're experiencing grief or sadness or, you know, any of those Um, more challenging emotions, uh, it can be really hard to find blessings or just to jump to feeling joy all of a sudden. And many of these amazing manifestation teachers, they always say that uh, we're the most, um, you know, attractive to the things that we dream of when we're experiencing happiness or when we are in a state of joy but um i think still the the more challenging parts of life it's when those are the catalysts for what we are gonna teach or what we are gonna you know yeah what we are gonna teach and what kind of wisdom we're gonna bring forth for others during our lives so wherever you're at right now come back to you and come back to you know faith for whatever you believe in and that can be you know the universe or god or jesus or krishna or you know we're open to all of that and um we haven't really spoken about faith what does faith mean to you? 
Well, yeah, faith is, is like you said, it's like the biggest kind of force um, that keeps you, keeps you going, that... keeps you going even when you want to give up and you know when what, what you said about like when you are dealt with uh, cards that are not in your favor or when you're you know dealing with uh, difficulties in your life and being um, life is throwing curveballs at your want not and that's when when it's so what's usually when you do easily lose faith but you can choose again and you can this is also something you can practice and and you can it's like a a muscle almost like you can strengthen your faith strengthen your faith in in the universe in you know whatever you want to call it in source uh, god um, your highest self whatever kind of floats your boats, whatever resonates with you. Um, for me, it's definitely my faith, uh, my spiritual practice um, has always been kind of the thing that's kept me going. You know, whenever I've had really dark times, depression, uh, heartache, uh, disappointments, um, grief, in my life, it's it's been... It's been what I've turned to and it's been what has kept me going. Um, and sure enough, there's there's been moments when I've almost like lost my faith, but then still never. Like it's still kind of like it's something bigger than me. So it can't really... From this is I'm just speaking from my truth. Like for me, like I can't really lose my faith because the like my faith is bigger than Eva, the person, you know. So it's like even if Eva gives up, faith is never gonna give up. So I can be like, okay, this sucks, or this is too hard, or I want to quit. Faith is never gonna do that. So it's I can always turn back to faith. I can always ask for guidance. I can always, you know, ask for direction and. It's just always going to be there. And I feel like, you know, if this is really something you need to hear or if you're dealing with hard, something difficult in your life, just remember that faith is always there. Always. And it's something you can always tap into. You know, and if praying does not resonate with you, maybe you're new to meditation, there's other ways, journaling, even moving your body, dancing, um, chanting, you know, running, being in nature, it, like anything that kind of gets you out of that um, icky, sticky, uh, stuck feeling. And I feel like as I'm speaking these words, I'm also reminding myself and you. And it's like, we know this also. And we need to also do this whenever we feel stuck. You can always change it. You're the co-creator of your life. So it's never lose faith. 
or you can't even lose it. You can't. It's funny how when I'm listening to you, I kind of, I started to go back to the moments in life when I've been in, you know, deep grief or despair. And those has actually been the most powerful catalysts to my spiritual life. Yeah. It's where I found faith more like just, it's like, you know, when you lose everything, you fall back into faith and it's like the only thing that is there. So, um, yeah, full body yes to all of that, which you just, um, all of what you just said. Um, I feel like this pod like episode is going we have tracks and it's beautiful and it's just the way it was supposed to go. Um, yeah, I'm speechless at the moment. <laughs> I just want to add to that. And I don't know if I've said this um, in a previous episode. I might have. I've learned it from one of my teachers and I've had so many spiritual teachers. And that's also something I want to really put out there. Like, you don't have to walk this path alone. There's so many amazing teachers, mentors, guides, shamans, um, healers. And different just like practitioners of different lineages, be it acupuncture, Reiki healing, or whatever you really resonate and connect with, you can always turn to other people. You don't have to go through anything alone, you know? And it's, it's so that's also something I really, like the same way if, so okay, this is kind of like different, but if you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure you have an accountant or maybe someone made your website or, you know, you have all this kind of help that's, that's supporting you in, in, in your craftsmanship, in your business or whatever. If you're, uh, you know, even a business, you have a team that's doing these things. You are a project in itself. You also are allowed and so, you know, um, worthy of having support and I just want to put that out there if if it's like you can always turn to someone else but anyways what I was going to say is I so one of my teachers um her name is Nikki Heinstock and I should actually ask her to be uh, yes a guest on our podcast she's a, a, a shaman and she uh she's huge also and kind of like the the wheel the the year uh, the what it, like the wheel of the year, um, four directions and, and all this. And, and I, I started practice practicing with her. Um, she would spend some time in, in, when I lived in Mexico, she would come to Sayulita and, um, she was there kind of like for a couple months, every, every year or so. And, and we would do some work together. Um, I was kind of going through some, some, um, deeper shit <laughs> during that time, but I remember what she told me once uh, about growth and uh, about transformation, and and it's really it really stuck with me. And and what you just said, Julia, really kind of uh, reminded me of it. It's like when you're in a rut and you're going through these horrible things, and you are in such pain and agony and you know you don't know how to move past it and then you know the only option is to really keep going and almost like 
forcing yourself to keep going. And it's almost like aggressive. It's almost like you're literally forcing yourself to keep going and breaking through it. Like almost like the only way is through is is that's another saying like the only way is through like you just go through the fire and it's almost like when you think of a seed and a seed is sprouting it's breaking through that shell of of its own and it's very aggressive it's breaking through it and it's growing out of it and it has to break the shell and force the sprout out of itself to grow big and in that as it's growing out it's breaking the shell and opening opening these sprouts these leaves that are green and beautiful but the shell has to die and break and it's the same like transformation it might not be always be pretty it could be aggressive and ugly but that's transformation i just want to repeat uh, like the the only way out is through. The only way out is through. The only way out is through. And it's such medicine for anyone who's listening to this. The only way out is through. And it's um, it's honestly a phrase that I live by uh, right now, at least. Um, it's also a big reason why I'm so... I'm so, 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 you know, I I love teaching, especially yoga, very slowly. And um, I like strong and slow flows and strong and spicy flows. And um, when you move slowly, you have so much space to feel into everything. And if you would like... Just for, to give you an example, imagine doing, you know, 10 super fast push-up versus 10 slow motion push-ups. In which one do you feel more? Obviously in the slow motion. So it's like, for me, moving fast, it gives me, you know, the cardio is great. Running is great, but... For me, moving slowly, it's like, you know, it gives me space to feel and get uncomfortable with myself and to transform and to really, you know, go through those really challenging aspects and meet meet myself also in my mind once I'm in a posture that feels really, you know, almost you know, frustrating. I get angry. And for many, many years, I always tried to, you know, run away from that because I've always been a really intense person. I have always loved, you know, CrossFit and running and, you know, you, you move very fast in those, not always in CrossFit. Uh, They also do a lot of, you know, um, smart things with going through the movements correctly and so forth, but still not in the same way that, that you can do in super slow movement. And um, I tried to hide away from the aspect of myself that got really angry in yoga when 
staying in a posture for a long time, for a very, very long time. I got just angry and I tried to, you know, no, 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 I should not feel that. I should feel, you know, blissful and I should feel like I'm releasing stuff and all those, you know, things that you're told in the book that you're, you know, the things that you're supposed to feel. And so, um, I feel like especially through Megan Curry's movement, I, and also other teachers and embodied movement, I've been able to, also it's hard to Tuomala, I need to give the credits to right teachers right now. I've been really, I've been giving the tools to really, really look at myself as a human, in my human meat suit body thing. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is having a, love affair with Eva right now he's I'm sorry <laughs> that was the drama queen himself um uh, but yeah back to the yoga <laughs> Jesus um moving slowly is for me one of the greatest practices to really you know move through the things that I want to run away from, that I want to escape from. And uh, it mirrors back to my everyday life. It's sometimes easier to look at them at when you're, once you're like on the yoga mat, but it also reflects through, you know, um, through the practice back into your life and you get reminded of how you react to things once you're in your, you know, everyday life and you go through, you know, the everyday life, you do your tasks and you go to the grocery store, you get frustrated with something and when you're in that frustrated mode, you remember that it has something to teach you or... Like I've been doing a lot, um, you know, scrolling through Instagram and I see where my trigger points are. I see the accounts that trigger me, you know, people who shine their light in a way that triggers me for some reason. And I've been really dedicating my time to sitting with those aspects of me. I think what you said, well, first of all, there was a lot of wisdom there. Like moving slowly is, is where embodiment really comes in because that's when, so the body, you know, is, the body doesn't lie, first of all. And, you know, like we store every event that has ever happened to us in our bodies, be it big, small. Walking libraries. Walking libraries, you can't run away from it. It's just facts. And like trauma and even the word trauma, like what does the word trauma look like? You know, there's a lot of kind of like yoga for trauma and, and whatnot. Like, and, but trauma is simply something that you're... Like your nervous system um, could not deal with, I guess that would like, that's trauma already. So when you say the word trauma, like people think it has to be something really horrible or, you know, yeah, I'm not even going to like say the things that people kind of first can get into their minds, including myself, but it's like trauma is simply something that your nervous system was not able to deal with, which means probably a lot of things, you know, even words that someone said to you. Can you, because I feel like this is so, so important. This is like 
really listen to this, what we're saying right now. Sometimes I've been feeling really silly about things that I've experienced as trauma. Yeah, so this is something that I've learned, you know, only pretty much, I would say, in the past couple of years with, with trauma, with, through hypnotherapy, through um, this one body worker, a shamanic uh, practitioner, she, she doesn't even, there's no name for what she does because it's beyond shamanism. It's like something greater than that, or I don't even, I don't even know like what the word is, but she, she looks at the body as kind of a well as a map or even more as of a map like she sees my truth through the body and you know how in yoga I'm sure maybe if you're listening to this I'm sure most of you have probably been to a yoga class where they do hip openers and then the yoga teacher myself included you know um says hey uh, we hold a lot of trauma in our pelvic region because that's where you know our issues are in our tissues or whatnot there's all these kind of sayings but you know it's actually true and and everything is stored within us be it how you carry your bag do you always carry your bag on your right shoulder did you um you know, did someone touch you in a way that did not feel good? Did you say yes to that extra workload you didn't want to do? So be it physical, be it emotional, be it energetic, all of that is within your physical, emotional, and energetic body, okay? So this is also why I feel like slow yoga it's also a very beautiful practice because I, I personally also, I love kind of like spicy, fast-paced yoga, but the more now that I really kind of like really tap into like really working, if you want to work through things is slow paced yoga because that's how you really can embody things that's when you can tap into those layers of your body and those undealt layers that you can then release and work through okay so saying this this doesn't mean that every yoga class needs to be like uh you know a session where you work through trauma i mean that would be a lot so sure enough a power vinyasa flow class is (laughs) is very welcome every once in a while but i'm just saying if you do want to have a maybe a holistic approach it or even just having the awareness of all of what's going on in you and that makes you you is every single experience you've ever had, every touch, every word that you've ever experienced, every place you've ever been to, every hand that has touched your body is within your body, okay? So really take a moment to take that in and then think about who do you want to let into your space? And when I say space, I mean your mind, body, soul, energy who do you want to let in okay so that's when boundaries really come to play setting those boundaries not just physical boundaries energetic boundaries emotional boundaries and that's why boundaries is such a huge thing and also self-worth that's why sometimes people fall out of your life because they don't align anymore 
And it doesn't have to be dramatic when that happens. It's just like you outgrow them because you start honoring your truth, your stellar, your shine, your light, your path, your wisdom, your truth, your alignment. And that's when you have to find that discernment and that really... Oh, Totes again, coughing. <laughs> Sorry, dog here. But that, that like honoring you and it can be hard and that's why like walking this path of spirituality freaking it's not a walk in the park it's freaking real hard ass work okay shadow work 99% time almost like 99% of the time but embodying embodying your body like the like the word embodiment of your body is meeting yourself where you are and that's why I see also, like I see what you're saying with slow flow, when you meet yourself as you are in these different poses and really, really tapping into every layer of it, every freaking cell of your body. Is that, okay, this is hard, but, but you really find that 3D connection to yourself, which is very important also to ground and to feel connected to you through movement. And you know, um, oh, I lost my words as soon as I came closer to the mic, but movement is, you know, for me at least, uh, one of the most profound ways to remember also. And they say that um, a lot of memories are stored physically, um, at least, you know, from our childhood, even before we could, you know, speak, especially then it's stored physically. And um, I've had very intense memories coming up when I've moved, when I've moved um, without, you know, a goal, when I've moved just for the sake of expressing what the body wants to express and it's hard because we especially I I've always been a very intense girl and I've liked the you know intense sweaty vinyasa flows and you're very used to being told exactly what to do and exactly how to move through the postures and you know go for the peak poses and then when all of that was kind of not taken away from me but challenged like why why are we always given a peak pose in a yoga class why would I want to go into pinchamayurasana and I started to look at yoga from a very new perspective because it for many years also while teaching it was from a place of you know <laughs> it was fun and it was joyful also but it was also from a place of you know ego and going into pretty postures you know I'm really good at back bends so for many years I I could just show off <laughs> and you know I'm very honest here I've I've been the teacher who who has thought postures that I know in the whole group wouldn't even be able to get into but I would still teach it just because 
a part of me would enjoy the wows or the ooh, I will someday get there. And you know, um, it's not even true. Some some bodies are not even gonna get into, you know, a certain backbend or a certain handstand handstand because we're we're so different and honestly <laughs> I'm gonna say the F word <laughs> what the fuck it doesn't even make a difference it's like it's not even being able to handstand or being able to go into the full king pigeon pose it doesn't make you a good yoga teacher. It really doesn't. And I had to really have a good and hard look at myself and come back to, you know, how to serve each body and how to serve the ones that arrived to the class. And for me, I had to realize that it goes beyond the asana and just because a now I'm I'm not taking away the power of you know the traditions of the different yoga uh, branches that there are branches Jesus lineages lineages thank you <laughs> branches still uh, you know same same different um, but just because someone said that this is the way it should be this is the way let's say warrior two should look like and should be anatomically anatomically formed it doesn't mean that everyone fits into the same form it's gonna do, look very different person to person and um it's gonna be well embodiment has shifted my perception of teaching to more a of a you know felt sense of what postures and movement feels like in the moment rather than how to you know uh, put our bones or put kind of form our bones and muscles into a specific posture um, so it gets more interesting when you start to work through you know, organs and layers instead of just asana and strength and muscle and flexibility. Because, um, as I just said, we're so different. And I'm still looking for, you know, my way of teaching. And it's probably going to be um, a constant constant search throughout my whole life and I've been actually questioning myself a lot as a yoga teacher and I've been why like the labels also that I've been putting on myself lately and I think this whole new year is gonna you know we're still in the beginning of 2021 and it's it's challenging all of us to really start to introduce new aspects of ourselves and to you know really embody them 
I think uh, what you said about kind of like practicing yoga for a specific pose, like sure enough, it can be empowering mm. to learn to master your body and you know be the master of your your physical vessel. And can and, I just say one yeah. thing also? Yeah. I don't think it's wrong either mm-hmm. to you know be immersed in handstands or backbends either it's just another way of but the over glorifying of it which is what i feel like social media has done a lot um um but i do want to say like now when yoga kind of surfaced also you know yoga is what a tradition of more than five thousand years or so Um, and when yoga first kind of started off in India, it was only for men and adolescent men, so boys, uh, in puberty and the whole tradition, the whole lineage or the umbrella of yoga, or maybe like Ashtanga, um, in, in particular was a practice for young boys, young men and their pelvics so when you look at their pelvics and their bodies and their shoulders and when you look at a female body it's from just a you know anatomically it's a very different uh story so even that as a starting point and having that is kind of your your first um point of reference to build a practice a practice is I feel very different from the female body which is more soft and um, has you know more kind of aligns um, curvature it's it's just like even that is a huge thing to to have in mind when practicing yoga like and and having these almost like these masculine goals of of mastering a certain pose and like again like you said Julia there's nothing wrong with having these goals but I just kind of want also want to really emphasize on that like having the feminine softness side to it and then I feel feel like that's when embodiment maybe comes to play like playing around with the layers of the body then mastering certain poses so I just wanted to really all also kind of illuminate the history of yoga or the background maybe maybe some of you didn't know that it was for men only and for for young boys to be taught so that they could sit in meditation for hours so that's why it does not have to look like what it used to look like it can be so different and that's the beauty of yoga there's you know you can make it to your own practice um yeah and thank you for sharing so you know honestly and openly about an ego death of being a yoga teacher and the practice of yoga and I've definitely experienced a few of those on my own and I definitely can relate to a lot what you said um so yeah wow like it's I feel very empowering also to speak openly about the practice of yoga um the practice of being a yoga teacher and uh, 
not a, just a yoga teacher. I said more, more than a yoga teacher, the practice of being a student forever and ever in life. That's what it comes down to. We're students of yoga. <sighs> well, I feel like we've gone so deep. <laughs> it was, this, this episode was supposed to be deep and light talks of Julie and Ava. And we've just like, we've gone deep. <laughs> I feel like every time I, even when like we're, we're on the, you know, yoga class subject, even like, you know, when you go into a class and you tell the students what to expect from the class and then you go into the class and it's completely the other way around. I feel like this episode went that way around for us also. So um, <laughs> it's not going to be probably called uh, Deep and Light Talks. It's or Light and Deep Talks or whatever we said in the very beginning of this episode. So um but I felt we had something to say at least. And uh, we're very grateful to all of you listeners for tapping in also to the new ones. If you're not um, you know, following us on the platform that you're listening to, please subscribe or follow us. And if you can leave us a comment or a review, we really, really, really appreciate it. So... And it helps us also to reach out to a bigger audience. And um, yeah, it means a lot to us. So Thank you. <laughs> that was the light ending. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And we're going to circle back next week. See you soon. Toodles. Goodbye.